Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Well, new year, new me, new year, same me. Tell you the way I see it. To me, it is a new year, but it's the same old me, just a little older, just a day older, just a year older. I mean, when you look at it, when Beginning of the year, I'm only, what, 11 days older than what I was the day before, last week, the last year, supposed to be. So, you know what? New me, same me. How do you feel about that? Or you guys make any resolutions for the year? If you do, do you really stick to them? I can tell you that I haven't made a New Year's resolution in years. For what? We don't really stick to them. I actually was talking to a guy the other day. Made a resolution not to drink. I was like, hey, good. What is? What are the chances of it really not happening? Of actually really happening that you're not going to be drinking? Well, his reply to me was, I hope I could make it at least three months. So, goes to tell me that these New Year's resolutions and all that other stuff is not garbage, but why have it? Why do it? Makes no sense to me. But needless to say, Happy New Year. It's speaking it real. I'm here. 
Carlos is still on his break. He was supposed to join me. But you know what? Uh goes into one thing, into another. Life is hectic for him right now. Hectic for me too, but we find ways. And hopefully um, we'll have him next week. And from there we'll see where we have him. You know, until then I'm going to try to go on it on, on my own like I did a couple years ago. Start my own. Didn't like it much. But I did it. Um, but we'll keep going. It is what it is. Guys, you know what? If you're listening to the show, either you're watching live, do me a favor. Throw a quick share of the show. You know, you can follow us. I actually opened up a TikTok account. So we're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. We're on Facebook. We're obviously on YouTube. And we're even on Instagram. You know what? Come follow us. You know, you can do it, Frank. You're never alone. What's up, Obi? How you doing? Facebook user, I don't know who you are, but I know I'm not alone. It's when you're doing these shows on your own, it's kind of weird sometimes because you feel like uh, you're not, you know. I know you follow me, Obi. I feel like you're not listening, like people are not listening. Hector fool. Oh, I'm sorry, Hector. You're on you're on the group. You gotta hit the accept button. You there's something there you gotta hit so it shows your name. You know, so hey, look, it is what it is, man. Like I said, new year. But I'm gonna tell you what I've been thinking of and what's on me, on my mind. Damar Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. That's his name for sure. Over, let's see. Topics of the day, Ovi. I got the Barham Hamlin. I got a high school quarterback by the name of Marcus Stokes. Um, he had an issue with UF. Um, Brittany Griner on her release. I've been. I've had a lot of thoughts about that and wanted to talk about that. You know. And a shooting at a Virginia school where a six-year-old shot a teacher. You know, so let's see how it goes. What's good? Happy New Year's. Yes, Happy New Year's. So, hey, Obi, if you want to jump along, let me know. I'll send you the link. You're more than welcome. But anyways, well, here we go. So I'm going to start off with Damar Hammond. All right? We all know what happened with the guy. Yeah, I had a heart attack on the field. Some people say it's all right. I'll, I'll send you the link right now. You know what? Let me send them the link, guys, and we're gonna actually get this going and see what him and Hector say because I'm I'm pretty interested to know on other people's live thoughts because I um. I like talking, but I don't like talking some topics by myself. And this is one of them where what should we, you know, what do we think? Especially Ovi and Hector, they have um their own their own topics, their own their own show, you know. And I actually I think we we started to talk about it 
on one of their shows, but we never really went a little further detail on it. So it's going to be interesting to see what um what they, they are. But my thoughts, just waiting on them, is uh, well, there it is. I'll get you on here, Obi. Hold on, let me try to figure this out. All right, can you hear me? Oh wait, I gotta put on my my headphones, don't I? Hey man, listen, I was going at it on my own, so I I'm able to forget about my headphones. I like forget your setup, it. man. You can put us all like small windows, and he make himself all big. Like, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're the host of this show, man. In Speaking your window. All right, all right. So, <laughs> so there we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you talking about some Demar Hamlin, man? What's up, man? I know right. you wanted us. You didn't want to feel lonely, so we're here for you. Hey, you know what? I love it. I love it. I love not being lonely. We I noticed that your jersey in the background is gone. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so the ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you didn't know, he's also on my podcast called the HHW Show Podcast, which is the hard hitting wrestling show. And he had his jersey in the background. And now that I mentioned, now he wants to pop it up. But we all know what number 34 really stands for. And that's what's going to happen this weekend when they face the Buffalo Bills, and that's the team that DeMar Hamlin's in, uh, number three. So uh, yes. I think so, everyone knows the news about it where um, he collapsed on, in, in the middle of the field. So, like, me and Hector, we talked about it in our show on the uh, All Four Downs podcast. And it's, it's you know, sentimental, it's sadness, and it comes to realization, you know, like, things can happen, you know. Uh, just unfortunate that it happened on primetime television on Monday Night Football. No, right. I mean, my, you know what? My, my biggest discussion on this is more of, all right, we know the guy got hurt. We know it's, it's a freak accident, stuff that we, you, we don't normally see these injuries, all right? But now, as, as, a, as a football fan, right, obviously I was, I was okay with the game not continuing that day, okay? Because you know what? Nobody knew where he was going. No one knew what was going to happen with him. So, game didn't continue. A week later, they're like, no, we're going to cancel the game altogether. I think, my opinion as a football fan, and watching how the playoffs are all panning out, they did way too much movement to have that game unplayed. That game should have continued, you know, Put it, it should continue this week. You know, as opposed to having the playoffs, extend the season a week. You still have normally, what, two, three weeks before, you know, from the playoff to the Super Bowl? Cut that down. Because to go face a team, you don't need a month prep. You don't need three weeks prep. One week prep is good enough. That's my opinion on, on that topic. I think the game should have continued, not just canceled it out altogether. Well, I guess at the moment of what had happened, you know, we, we like, you know, a lot of people were saying like, yeah, they've been through injuries before. People got hurt, you know, broken, broken legs, hips, whatever it is, and they're able to stretch them out. But I don't think the the circumstances that we've never seen, they've never seen a real live CPR happening, trying to save someone's life. And at that moment in time, it took them what was approximately eight, maybe nine minutes altogether. Before they re restored his breathing, 
And by the time they put him in the ambulance and everything else, and, you know, I mean, at that moment in time, we're not thinking about football anymore. We're talking about someone's life and your mentality and, you know, your background being military, you know, we were trained to like something happens, we deal with the situation and then we move forward. Right. Correct. This is, this is something different. And I think, uh, in my opinion, I think they did the right thing. Stop the game. Um, and it's more of like, look, that's another brother and they're not, they're not dealt like we are dealt with. You know what I mean? And now we had that same conversation. I had the same conversation with Hector and I, I explained myself like they, they could have continued whatever. And he explained to me best, you know, no one's ever been in that situation before, you know, not could they have extended it another week? Absolutely. They could have replayed it next the following week on a Monday night football and play. You know, but everyone was concerned about, well, let it play out and stuff like that. And eventually, God willing, that it was a positive. Now, today, as of today, he is out of the hospital mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's on his own and, and we're happy for him. And, of course, he has to do a lot of, um, was it appointments and everything else that he has to go through. And let's see if he's able to come back next season. Uh, but I'm glad that he's okay. But I think the NFL, at, at a certain point, handled it well. And then found its way back to the no more NFL. Like, eh, well, now we're gonna fuck it up. That that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I I completely agree there. I think that you know at the beginning stages they did handle it well. Right, and then the scenario on this is, and this is what I I was against is at first they were just automatically gonna reward the Bengals. Like, how could you automatically award a team a win and a loss when technically it wasn't even the full quarter? Now that that's what I'm against. If they would have like restart the clock, the following week or something like that, I could see that happening. And I, they got room for an extra week. I Who cares about the Pro Bowl? I'm sorry, Hector. Go ahead. Doesn't the NFL have a a, a limit of stat a statute limitation as far as how many quarters they play before it's actually considered a game? Just like the baseball. Just does? like baseball. Right. So. Right. In my opinion, okay. I agree with both of what you're saying. My thing is, is that through it throughout the days to come when they found out, okay, they're giving us updates on how he's doing. If they're reporting things are going well. Now I think that should have been easier for the NFL to make a decision. Hey, we can go ahead and play this game because now we know that this, this young man is getting better. He's on the right track. So that eases our mind to where we can continue the game. Now, look, I, I, I applaud, I applaud the NFL because there's nothing in their rule book to say what do we do now when a situation like this, it's it's un, it's unheard of, and I agree with it. But I also agree that as a fan, and not trying to sound selfish, if we knew that this this young man was getting better, then we go play the game because it was himself, it was it was Demar Hamlin that when he was able to say something or respond, he asked, "Who won?" You see what I'm saying? So in his mind, as a football player. He thought this game was going on, and he wants to know who won the game. So that tells me as a fan that even if this young man who's a, a football player, he still wanted this game to go on because he wanted to know who won the game. So that's – I'm, you know, I'm willing to put out there that 90% of, the, of football players are always – willing to finish the game 
are always gonna play through any adversity or will want to play you know in most with in most cases I mean I can understand a death in the middle of a game though no, or or what happened but in most cases you know either they're trained that way it's like okay who won okay the game goes on because that's what we've always done with football you know and I you know majority of these players have that that instinct no the game has to go on so the game should have gone on not that day but that game should have been finished hands down my opinion on that you know but hey it is what it is you know the the nfl made their choices and you just gotta go forward yeah now what what an, another thing off of this topic is i saw a text i can't say who to who but that was, hey, this is why I don't want you playing football. And I had a screenshot of DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> nah, that's messed up right there. Okay. Um, I saw it, and I was like, interesting. Buddy, if that's what your people think about that, that doesn't normally happen. You know, so a lot of people are actually up, you know, not just just not just that one individual, but I've seen I've heard it from other sources of hey, football's dangerous. Yeah, we all know football's dangerous. But so you choose. Any sport is dangerous. Riding a bike is dangerous. Okay, I've seen people out here in Miami, people ride bikes all the time. It's not like up north or in Texas. Okay, maybe in Texas they ride a little more, but I know up north they probably don't ride too much because it's too cold. You know, but out here in Miami, you're riding constantly on a bicycle, and there's plenty of times you see it in the news, bang, someone got hit. So I mean, because you look, you think about when NASCAR, you know, when Dale Earnhardt died in the middle of of the of the Daytona 500, the race kept on going. What they didn't know whether or not he died at that moment, but the race kept on going. You know, to say that. You know, football is dangerous. I get it, but any sport, like we're saying, you you deal with horseback riding. Okay, it's dangerous. You get kicked off that horse, and that horse kicks you the wrong way. It could be the end of your life. Okay. Yeah. You, if you watch NHL, how many times have a skater got hit with the skate? You know, of the opponent by accident. You know, missing an artery in the neck. You know, inches away of dying on right there on the ice. It, it's just the risk that we take when we play sports. You know. Correct. So do we so do we stop our children from playing sports because of this or we just do we just teach them how to be more careful to the best of their ability but go out there and have fun with the game You got to teach them and it starts yeah. young It starts young I mean because when I mean I started coaching tackle football back what 6 7 about 8 years ago and let me tell you, it's very. It was very differently taught eight years ago than how it was taught when I played. All right, and and I and I and I didn't play long, but it was very differently taught. You know, Liz says teach him absolutely, and she knows because she's been on the field. You know, it's her boys live to play football. You know, and it's about how you're taught. When 
When I was taught, I was taught, hey, here, head down. We obviously know now that's not the way to do it. I, you know, when I started teaching this sport, you know, I went through classes. I'm going to change it. It's all head up, head up, head up. We're not going to see those changes until a couple years from now. But anyways, going on to other things, I have, I was bothered when I heard the news of this guy, Marcus Stokes, right? He's a high school quarterback. This guy right here, all right? He's a high school quarterback that had an offer to play at Gainesville, a UF. The University offer, of Florida. The University of Florida. The offer was taken off because he was he was on Instagram singing a song and he said the N-word. Now, what's my issue here? Did he use it in a bad way? No. Why are you going to pull a scholarship off a kid, off an athlete? Because he uses the N-word. In a song. In a song. It wasn't used like, hey, you and guy, you know? He wasn't insulting anybody. So why pull it? I mean, and you're talking about this kid. Let's see, what's he have here? He has offers from Florida, Penn State, Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern, Georgia State. You know, so he's a, a pretty high caliber quarterback. But oh, here's the deal: is that I think if they had a previous head coach there, um, it would have been a different circumstances. But you got a guy named Billy Napier, uh, who is entering now his second year as a head coach of University of Florida. So. There is a different culture that's happening in that school. And University of Florida is well known of a lot of trouble. Okay. Uh, a lot of disciplinary actions going on. They're very undisciplined. We've seen it at the time of the last few uh, bowl games. You know, I, I remember, I got to remember who was the, oh, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen was the head coach. And on the All Four Downs podcast, when we were covering college football, Man, there have been many times that Joe Aguirre, who's also my co-host, used to ream on that coach because he always kept saying, man, this coach cannot, he doesn't, discipline is not the key. It's all about wins. It's all about cheating your way in and everything else. And um, you could probably relate Dan Mullen to like Urban Meyer, that type of culture, you know, and the University of Florida uh, fired Dan Mullen and with with him being in good standing because being fired as a head coach, you get more richer. You know, that's right. the culture in college football. And the fact that you got Billy Napier in, if I'm not mistaken, I know he, he was coaching in the South uh, Sunbelt Conference. He comes over, and now he's changing the culture, and that's something that he is not approval of. So when you say things like, oh, well, he said the N-word and this and that, now there is a reputation. There is an appearance. You're going to get a scholarship from a school. You're now going to be, once you accept it, you represent that school, you know? And then nowadays, anything that you do on social media, you know, you just got to be careful. It doesn't matter if it's in football or any other type of jobs out there. Now you, you're scrutinized for any little thing you do on social media. And I hope that for that kid, um, 
that's a lesson learned because nowadays these youngsters they think that they could do whatever they want on social media and get and get away with it. So even if it's just that, I applaud the University of Florida. And if Billy Napier has anything to do with it, I applaud him too because there's a standard that you you got to hold. <clears throat> okay, but hold on. I agree with the standard that you got to hold. But we're talking about he was rapping to a song. It's the song is playing and he's singing to it. So it's not it's not where he's coming out saying, "Hey, you know, you're an F and N, you know, you're so he's not he's not calling you out. He's not insulting you. You know, it's the song that's going along. So, I mean, I I get the culture. I get, you know, I get you want to have your kids right, but the gal singing a song. All right. So it's on the radio. Obviously, the radio's not going to play the end. They're going to take it out. Mm-hmm. But it's all over the place. So, again, it's why. You know, it's, so you're saying like it's okay for him to do that is what you're saying. That what he did was nothing wrong. I don't see it wrong. I mean, if it's playing on the radio, or mm-hmm. if it's playing, you know, it's so. Really let me let me ask here. you this. Let me ask you this. Uh-oh. Picture yourself. You're a teenager. Your mom's right, right, and uh, you listen to hip hop like for us in the '80s. We listen to hip hop. L. You know, he's saying I'm bad, and he says the word fuck in there. Are you going to say that, too? You going to say that word? Yeah, sure. Back then, NWA, biggest, biggest end-dropping music ever, right? Probably every song, every other word was the N-word, right? Correct. You're going to sing that in, in your in your house, in front of your mom and dad? You going to do that? Um, It's a song. It's a song. Yeah, I mean... So you're going to say, hey, mom, dad, it's, it's just a song. Don't worry about it. <laughs> See? There you go. So my point my point is valid. Hector, come on. You chime in. You, yeah, you're nice and quiet yeah, over there. Yeah, no. Hey, look, if... Okay, we, we know the whole thing with the N-word is not right. You know, we could sit here and argue all day. It's not fair, you know, that the black community can do it, but no other community can do it. It's not right. Okay. You know... But here's my thing. If this young man was going to do it, do it in the privacy of your own home to where nobody hears you. You he was wrong for actually airing it out there for the world for him to hear him say it. And I think that's where he was wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall it is wrong period. But for him at that moment to air it was wrong and I think his scholarship should have been pulled because look, there's no need for that in that university or any university. Okay. Because if he can actually publicly announce it to the world that, Hey, this is what I'm singing. Then who else, who, what else, what else can he do that, you know, could be dangerous, you know, later on. I think the N word should not be used by anybody. I don't care who you are. It's not right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a word that, you know, we understand that has tormented the generations of African-Americans for centuries. But yet, in every seem like every other rap song, it's been played by the black per, by a black person or a black rapper group or whatever the case may be. But nobody else is allowed to use use it unless you Eminem, I guess. You see what I'm saying? It's just culture picks 
who and when and where that word can be used and it's not right. But in this situation, this young man should have not even aired it. If you're going to sing a song that has that word in it, do it in your own privacy, your own home where nobody can hear you. You're just doing it on your own. Don't make the world have to hear it because that's not right. You're not bringing yourself any credibility and you're not bringing credibility to the school that you have a scholarship for. So I think that's where he's wrong on that part. So, yeah, pull the scholarship. So I'm um, looking looking at his stats. He is the number one quarterback uh, for the class of 2023. Uh, his first pick was Florida. Penn State was looking at him. Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern, Georgia State. Um, if Florida's not taking him, I wonder know if Coach Franklin is going to entertain himself and and recruiting him to Penn State. Uh, but is <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh. Maybe the Georgia Southern Georgia, uh, Georgia State, one of those weak colleges. All right, the regular FBS teams probably will pick him up. Uh, but he's also from Pont uh, Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Uh, so Nice High School. Uh, so I guess you know they, that, that's how they rule over there. Is, is is that is that's the community over there, or you know, you tell me you're from Florida. What type of what type of town is that over there? Dude, let me see where that is on the phone. If you don't know about that down, then you you know then <laughs> he, he shouldn't be dropping them words. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you where that is right now. It's probably the next town over, man. You don't even and, know. And I, it's a suburb of Jacksonville. I he shouldn't really be using those words. He's a he's on the east coast of Florida. Oh man, he's a he's a uh what's he call it? Oh uh, yeah. He's that's he's by the east waters, side. man. Yeah, he's, he's from the east side now. He's from the east side. He's not east side, man. That's the <laughs> peninsula over there. Get out of here. <laughs> this guy's a surfer, yeah. bro. Yeah, this guy's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. And uh <laughs> look, I mean, he probably lives near next to Win Dixie. That's probably like the only one there. Look at that. Uh, those of you that know <laughs> Win Dixie is uh is a grocery store that's famous down <laughs> south. Publix <laughs> too. Yeah, I don't think um, he he. I I don't think he's hood like that. Yeah, mm. you're yeah. neck of the woods. Okay, yeah. I got you. All right, yeah, now I can understand better. I can understand. Like I said, man, you dude, you're barely eighteen or probably is eighteen years old, and you're acting like that. That's that's just not good business, yeah. man. You have a reputation. You know, somebody offering you a scholarship, you're supposed to conduct yourself at all times. Be who you are. Stop pretending you being someone else. And if you're talented enough to play the game, play the game right. That's all. That just shows me that if 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 he was to go to Florida and have that attitude, he'll be like uh, one of these other, other quarterbacks that just think that they could show off and everything else. So that's good for him. He, he'll hope he'll land himself in a school, and he'll, he'll play football. And then uh, five, six years from now, we'll hear the same story. Hey, this is the guy that made it to the NFL but who got didn't get picked in Florida. And then he's going to be like, yeah, I I went and I found myself and everything else. So I know the politic yeah. answers. I got it. Definitely. So speaking of politics, this, Gavin, you just went into this one perfectly, the political mm -hmm. answer, right? So politics was really played here. All right. Mm. What are your thoughts on on this trade-off, right? We have Brittany Ryder, 
She was what? She was dealt with um, Victor. What was his name? Darn it. They made uh, a trade. Yeah, they made That's a what trade. they did. They, were, they thought they were in the NFL draft trying to get the number one pick. So they say, you know what? Let's draft you. Okay. Well, we'll do a little switcheroo, see if we, we value this pick. Um, look, first and foremost, I'm going to tell you like this. Um, I wasn't big on the news about this because of the fact that if you're going to another country, for one, you know, you're supposed to act right. So we're going back to what we said on the first guy, that little kid, right? Saying the N-word. Let's talk about traveling. Why are you traveling with uh, paraphernalia? You know, why? Why would you do that? You're going to another country. Why are you going to expose yourself like that? You know what I mean? You got to go through customs. You got to go through all that. You know, we all been through this before. Coming back to the United States, we got to go through customs. They tell you ahead of time, don't have this, don't have that. They got a laundry list of stuff that you're not supposed to travel with, right? But, yeah, you try to test the waters, okay? If you're not supposed to have it, if it's illegal, then don't have it. That just tells me that if you're doing something overseas, you've been doing it all the time here in the United States, and you've been passing the drug test when you're supposed to be failing it. That's what it tells me, okay? But you went ahead and traded for some guy that was responsible for, like, some secret stuff and and yada, yada, that has nothing to do with the game of basketball. Man, we got some issues. We got some issues higher up. We got some, some priorities because at the same time you hear it on the news that there's guys that Russians have that uh, could have come home and they're still stuck over there. But you'd rather yeah. get a basketball player. That's a yeah, big problem. I mean, P Paul Whelan, he's still over there, mm -hmm. but yet that's, they bring over. That's the but point they, I'm trying to make. But they bring Brittany Griner home. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you you do the crime in that country, you do the time. Plain and simple. That's, hey, Look. and this ain't the United States. This is not where you know. I know our judicial system. Don't please. I mean, it, it, for some people it's good, for some people it's bad. But other countries, you know. Now I don't even know what this guy's done. I don't know what the real reason, okay? Because you want to hear the news of what is being reported. But what is the real deal is what I like to know. I and mean, we're not going to get the truth out of that. But he is a Marine. But what type of Marine is he? Was he serving honorably or did he serve himself to be dishonorable? No, That's the he, difference there. Well, you know, no, he served honorably. He when 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 he was in Russia, he was working with some self insecurity. He was already out of, of the military when, when okay. he got busted over there. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you right now, he he's accused of spying on on the Russians. Ah, because wasn't he dubbed the Merchant of Death? Uh, I think that was his, I think that was the nickname. So we was arrested in Moscow. I don't think he was. The merchant of death was Victor Bout. That was Victor. He was a, okay. Right. Victor. He was a Russian dealer. And uh is is that the guy that they traded off? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for Brittany, yeah. For basketball, for weapons. Got it. Oh, that's why. Damn it. So no, okay. so we, we Whelan was he was convicted for what? Espionage. Espionage. That's what it was, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. but basketball is more important though. 
Oh yeah. For well, real. you know what? And this I, is the same chick that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. was uh, uh, bad mouthing about the United States. Oh, uh, did you? Oh, yeah. did we? Did we? Did we mention how she has been? Those were her own words. But she's also been in the news for abu- abuse in her marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, but the wife, 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 oh, wife. It, no, it, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's felt, something different. It's different now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a different wife. <laughs> a different know. wife. How many wives does she have? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh man. You know, I just I when I first heard this story when it first happened. And I've always said, hey, look, she was over there. You're not stupid. You know what you're taking your bag. Oh, I didn't know it was in my bag. That's no, like no. going to the airport and be like, oh, I forgot to put my gun away. I I didn't know it was in my bag, dude. Yeah, you're oh, done. my bad. Yeah. I didn't know I put that in my there. My bag. Hey, you, 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 can you mail it back for me? Uh, no, get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that number one is just crazy. I mean, you know what you put. You know, and then when I first heard this, I I was about this close to coming on my show and start screaming and yelling at this government because I was so pissed off because I'm like, how are you going to, you know, not deal with, you know, not try to get Paul Wheeling out first? He's been there longer. You know, and he's one that fought for this country. You know, look, Lewis says it's right. You have to be an idiot to try that in Russia. Number one, my opinion, you've got to be an idiot to go to Russia. Okay? My opinion. I mean, because it's like, come on. You already know the craziness is going on over there. You're, you're safer going to Cuba than what you are Russia. You know? Sure about that. I thought they're both the same. <laughs> Suspect. No. Suspect. I mean... You You're talking what? about a guy that stole my flag, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, no, you, you got a point there. Look, uh, bottom line is, is that uh, I think when it, first of all, we're not supposed to fold to our enemies, you know, and I feel like we've done that. And I don't know if they were trying to play two for one or, or try to choose it, but I, I hate to say this, but if, the, if President Trump was still in office, that would never happen. It just wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't happen. Okay. I don't think any other previous president, maybe Obama, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because Obama and Biden, they're they're together. Uh, but I, I just feel like this is a, a, a negotiation that should have never happened. We don't right. trade. We don't give up stuff like that. We don't negotiate with our enemies. And unless we didn't get anything valuable back, you know, we didn't benefit from this. Okay. And, and that's the downfall. And, and those of you that serve, you know that we never negotiate. When shit's hit the fan, we deal with our cards and we, we continue to problem solve, but we never negotiate. And it's sad to say that that had to happen. But and it doesn't it, it doesn't send a good sign to us as, as a country to other countries because it just should, it's just telling our people that we can go to another country like Russia, do whatever we want as celebrities or sports athletes, and we'll and we will be bailed out of it. This, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Brittany Griner should have been made an example of for all celebrities, for all sports athletes. You just can't do what you want to do. You know, it's not it's not fair to Wheeling. It's not fair to anybody else. You do it. You go there. You do it. I'm sorry. I mean, 
And you know, the only thing, the, uh, something else that that I just thought about is, is like they thought that having her as in prison by purpose, supposedly, that uh, it had some effects about the war. It had nothing to do with the war. Ukraine and Russia were going to go at war no matter what. And when that that thing started kicking off, that's when she got arrested. You see what I'm saying? Now I would assume that uh, maybe somebody planted something in her bag. That's what I thought. But when she went out and admitted, I'm like, "Well, you just a big dummy because you're not supposed yeah. to have that in the first place." So I don't have no sympathy for her. I don't. None. None. But her coming back, I hope it's a wake up call. You know, I bet you she won't fly again. I hope not. <laughs> if she's gonna fly, she better fly spirit to get some of that spirit in her. Oh man, there oh, you go. Oh god, the worst airline in the United States. Oh, I know by experience. <laughs> well, speaking of airlines, did you yo, yo, spirit band, they be charging you for every little item that you bring on the plane, and they don't yeah. even feed you. They'll cancel you without you even having to know about it <laughs> and leave you in the airport stranded while your family's Frontier. already back in town. Frontier oh, hell. did that to me. Frontier did oh, that really? to me. Yeah, did it to me. Remember when I was supposed to go up to uh, Connecticut? They yeah, you're supposed to visit us, and then you was like, "No, I'm still home. I'm still <laughs> Let's home. do a podcast." <laughs> oh, I did a podcast, all right. I did a podcast, all right. I'm like, "Woo!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. think you were supposed to head towards Rhode Island, right? Correct. I was gonna fly to Rhode Island, which is only an hour away from here. Right, I was gonna drive to you guys, yep. or to you, or or Joe, whichever of the two. Well, he lives like twenty minutes away from me. Yeah, and um, I was gonna, supposed to do the show in his studio. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, well, I actually he hooked said, it up better now, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did it in my studio. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> we see your studio right now. It's it's yeah. it's it's drowning. With that jersey on that bed. <laughs> what can I do there? It has to stay there. That's going to well, be the point spread this weekend. <laughs> 34 point beat down. That's what they're going to get. You know That's what? a yeah, Miami's going to beat so hard, man. I mean, take it, take it from the Monday night game when Georgia put on TCU. That's exactly what's going to happen when the Bills handle the Dolphins up there they're in gonna, state New York. They're going to get beat so bad. They're going to call Ricky. The Dolphins are going to freeze to death. <laughs> Oh, I can't say like, that. I'm sorry. They're going to freeze. They're going to call say Ricky Williams. Anymore. <laughs> hey, Ricky, you got some of that stuff, some of that stash? We're going to need Please some Please right come warm us up. <laughs> so check this out. Now that you're on that topic, if you don't mind, Frank, here no, in the state of Connecticut, it. as of yesterday, Tuesday, January 10th, was the first day that was legalized the sale of cannabis. So now they have uh, different places where it's legal to sell. And uh, first day... They made over $250,000. Pretty cool for it. Now, they're projecting within four or five years from now that the sales, they're going to be profiting over millions of dollars. So this supposedly helped the cost of living here in the state of Connecticut. So we'll see what happens. But there's always that one guy or one politician that's going to change it all. And someone's going to pocket that money. So um, we'll see, man. But so far, everyone's happy but my concern is is that you're selling those there's gotta be a warning sign man because here in the state of connecticut we've been dealing with a lot of wrong way driving okay 
there's been a lot of unnecessary accidents and stuff like that that one time is implementing uh drive zero type thing and uh it's just been too many accidents whether it's cell phone use or other type of distractions pedestrians trying to cross the street they're getting killed uh people not stopping where it is and and then it's not that it's just speeding and it and here in the state of Connecticut, we're a small state we're the fifth smallest state and like every day there's been a tragedy so that's that's what we're dealing with and now you're adding this cannabis stuff you know when you're smoking ladies and gentlemen that's also a DUI if you take the wheel. So it's not a, it's not just alcohol. It's the influence of any substance abuse that you have in your body. So please, if you're smoking, stay at home. Well, yeah, it's the same thing here in Texas. They just recently upped the the THC limit from 0.5 to one point to one percent. So here in Texas, what do you mean one percent? As that's how much you can have in your body. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't smoke it, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I know. I stay safe. Yeah, I don't think I need a medicine for that. Yeah. Mm. But Frank, Frank, on the other hand, yeah, well, let me tell you something. Look, the fact that they made it legal, <laughs> I think um, we all know, and it has to happen to everybody if it hasn't happened by now, but you're always going to know somebody that smokes. Yeah, Somebody course. in your circle, so one of your friends or one or the other is always there to smoke. Bro, right. just go to Walmart, go to the toy section. I smell it all the time, bro. Right. So, <laughs> is it going to make your economy better in Connecticut? I don't know. Ask California, ask Colorado. Yeah. Well, Colorado and Washington were the first two states to legalize it. Okay. So, but we haven't heard any issues on those two states. I don't have a problem with it being legal. But you have to some you have to control it somewhat. Absolutely. Like, I can tell you that here in Florida, for medical, you have your medical card, you can smoke mm -hmm. it, you could have it. But you could only have X amount. Same here. Okay. And realistically, what you, what you're getting rid of rid of now is your your pot dealers. Okay, you're not you're not gonna get rid of the smokers, but you're getting rid of your your dealers. That that is in essence what they're doing. And that's the way I see it, because the stores that are selling at X amount, Joe Blow's that are selling probably cheaper than the store, but if you get caught buying from Joe Blow. You get in trouble. Go to the store. You buy it. Hey, look. Here's how you see. <clears throat> you know. Mm -hmm. So again, it's all about how you do it. You know. Yeah, the streets are always going to be smart, man. They're always going to combat that stuff. So they they have a backup plan. I'm Somehow, sure some way, something else is going to happen. But uh, you know, but also way, the deal is here in the state is those that got pinched for having, you know, cannabis, you know, weed and stuff like that, that their records might be expunged and they could go back living their regular lives like they've never been convicted. Wait, 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 wait. Look at everybody that's been in jail now for carrying weed across borders. Release them. Release them. Goes back to our other topic, but I just remembered that. I'm like, wait a minute. She got out. Release them. It's the same thing. 
Yeah. You know? So, you know, it's one of if, those. If Griner can make it, anybody can make it. I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> yeah. What so, else you got, man? All right. One last thing here. Virginia. Oh, man. That's a sad story, man. Sad story. Yeah, Virginia. I'm not sure what it is, man, but Virginia's always in the news, and it's always, there's always a shooting in Virginia. In this case, you have a six-year-old student that shoots a teacher. Luckily, the teacher survived. If I'm correct. Yes, the teacher survived. But what the hell is going on? How the hell are you going to have your six, a six-year-old get a gun? So the story was that he took the gun from the mom. Right. Got into the school. There was a dispute or something like that, and then he took the handgun and shot the teacher. But the the I won't say it's good news, but what was heroic is that the teacher, still wounded in action, was able to take her students out of the classroom, make sure that they were their safety, and then got help and stuff like that. And that that takes a lot. Um, and and again, as they said that she got shot by the chest. Uh, don't know the, something the, like this. That's, okay, she got hit in the hand. Oh, and I guess a bullet went through her hand. But either way, she right. still got hit. Mm -hmm. You know, so but she was able to persevere and make things happen. Most people they see that they get into shock, they fall down, whatever. But she was able to still get a grip, do the thing, and then finally when she got help. The rest came in to detain the kid. Uh, but that mental health of that child, it, I can't, I, it's unexplainable. Me as an educator myself, uh, I find that very, I don't know. I don't know. I just, in the mornings, you know, when students come in, you know, I, it's always meet and greet. Okay. And there's always a routine. Go to your locker first put your stuff away, come in, get your stuff ready for the day. And you're always observing to make sure they're following routine. You know, no hangouts. We don't got to hang out in the, in the lockers. There's there's nothing good hanging out in the lockers. Go in, handle your business. We're ready to work. You know, we got time to relax. We got time to joke around, but we, we come for business, you know. So I don't know what the setting is in that school, but still it's a tragic that a kid, walking in with a gun right six years old as an elementary school of all that an elementary school Dude, that's that's uh, it's unheard of for me grade. the kid has and, to be in first or second grade correct you're absolutely correct you know and it doesn't sound like the mom did a good job about hiding this pistol did, right so i don't know about your laws but here and well in texas it's the same thing you know, you got to have a place where you supposed to lock your weapon, man. You're supposed to have a, a case or what's that? A safe, excuse me. A safe, yeah. I have a safe on everything. You know, when you're traveling in the car, you know, there's there's certain requirements and stuff like that if you're going to carry. But that kid, like here, the parents will automatically get arrested. I don't know what's going on in Virginia. I haven't heard any news about it. I know it's still under investigation. But the parents should be at fault automatically. The mom should get arrested. Automatically. I mean, I know that in the state of Florida is, and it's you're supposed to, the parent is, the parent's supposed to get charged. I mean, I haven't seen it happen, but that's what the law states. You know, if the child picks up your gun, 
shoot somebody, the parent is liable. So obviously the minor child is going to have repercussions, but not at six years old. There's no law for the six-year-old because you can't put him in jail with adults, you know? Right, so right now he's he is detained. He is right. uh, in a, a medical facility. He's not in prison. Uh, but more news on that is the Virginia law prohibits leaving a loaded gun where it's accessible to children under 14, a crime that is punishable as a misdemeanor. But unlike some other states, such as Oregon and Massachusetts, there is not a broad law that requires all guns to be safely stored in homes. Okay. Maybe the mom had it in her purse and she walks everywhere with her purse. Locked know? and loaded. Hey, I don't know the neighborhood. I don't know. You know, we don't know. And I can't judge for something like that. You know what I mean? I can't judge that. But what I can say is, is that um, should better take care of that. You're supposed to care it no matter what. Keep it away from children. That six-year-old to me should have had no knowledge of that gun, period. She made you know, it known. You want to know what happens nowadays, though? There's too many of these toy guns. Okay. There's too much violence that a child can see on this, okay? And kids don't know what's right, what's wrong, when it's not taught correctly. I believe you. Totally okay. believe you. As a matter of fact, and I think it's here. Give me one second. I'm going to go show you something. Hold on a minute. Just keep on So talking. when you carry on time, right, uh, it just comes down to like – a lot of elementary kids, you know, yeah. you're talking about ages six, well, five through 11, right? And they're so overwhelmed with TikTok. Before it was YouTube. Now you got TikTok. You got yeah. all these other apps. Then you want everyone's Instagram. Yeah. Everyone got accounts. So, again, it's almost like where's the accountability of the parents, right. you know, allowing their kids to watch all these stuff. Right. You I mean, know. because it, it's totally different from when we grew up because we played with water guns and things like that, but we didn't go out and start shooting up schools and stuff like that. Go no. On. And go then you talk about, I'm glad you mentioned it before. <laughs> I can see your rifle, but uh, th this is a hot topic because, you know, I just had this conversation earlier uh, about how things were when we were little in school. You know, bullying was a thing that you could see it happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there are times when teachers intervene and sometimes they didn't, you know, it's almost like you got to man up. And then now it's like you're in a, you're, you're in the generation that uh, people are timid. They, everything has to be resolved with violence, guns yeah. and stuff like that. No one's able to stand up and defend themselves using their words. You know what I mean? Of course. Everyone's hiding behind a monitor Everyone wants to be brave to do whatever on the devices. That's the world we live in. And it's been like that for like the past 10 years, really, or even a little bit longer. People are hiding instead of confronting the problem face to face. And that's what we have. But what a fortunate about this kid, who knows what he's watching at home? Is he being, is he being parented? You know, it seems to me that he's not. I'm, I'm making assumptions. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it could be, she could be the part of the, the mom of the year. And, and and again, you know, a situation arises that he found it. He got mad. He was like, I'm just going to use it. 
and not know what the consequences were. But look, I'm going to give you examples. This right here, right? Mm -hmm. I, this is a this shoots water pellets. My son wanted to paint this all black. I told him, you're out of your mind. Mm -mm. Because how well does this look like an M4? Completely. There's you no make that all black, you about to get shot. And that, that happened in Cleveland, Ohio uh, years ago when the kid was playing around during, matter of fact, during the pandemic. Kid was running around with, with a gun, a toy gun, but when the cop sees it from far away, that doesn't mean that they're going to be like, oh, that's just a toy. No. Of course not. You know, it's not going to happen. But, but again, but you know what? It all boils back to parenting. Because mm -hmm. I'll tell you, my son grabs this, and he's always like this. His finger's not on the trigger. And this is a toy gun. Why? I've always taught him, hey, uh-uh, your finger doesn't go on the trigger. Has My little one hasn't gone shooting. But I teach him, like with that, hey, no, this is how you hold it. This is how you grab it. Because I'm going to take him to the gun range. Took my oldest when he was seven years old. And he's always learned how guns operate. When you teach them, you take the curiosity away. You know? But at the end of the day, these kids, you know, don't know. And you can't have it accessible. You know, look, I, I Lewis agrees with me. Education is important with firearms. Of course it is. You know, I mean, it's just one of those. You have to teach them young. You know? Absolutely, you got to change. And again, man, I, I I don't I don't like putting excuses or anything like that. We don't know what the real circumstances is, but uh, uh, I hope that that teacher survived. Well, she should be surviving. I didn't hear anything that uh, uh, that she was in her life and death, you know, stuff like no, that. No, but uh, I just hope that she could recuperate, that she's able to get back in the classroom and teach still, you know, because that's it. That is a traumatic event. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then for that kid, I hope he gets all the treatment that he needs, you know, but someone is going to be held responsible and we've never, ever, ever in our lives or anything in history have we ever seen a six year old get treated like an adult. I, I don't think that's the happen. brain is not developed yet at that age. Definitely not. I, I don't foresee that happening. I think the no. parent might get charged for something, you know, but well, that's a story that we'll have to see as it, as it unfolds. Absolutely. You know? But I mean, I mean, but, the teacher got to me, the teacher did get lucky, you know, to survive. I mean, getting shot by a nine millimeter Taurus pistol, you know, by someone who doesn't know what they exactly what they're doing, you know, because a nine millimeter may be small, but it's very powerful, especially shooting at close range. Well, it had to be close range, man, because, you know, it's not like it's not like the child went to the range and started practicing on his own. You know what I mean? Yeah, low crawling <laughs> up and high crawling. Yeah, exactly. Still <laughs> on the knee, no. <laughs> In the prone. Oh hell! With, with the gas mask on. Right off a second. Turning sideways. Hot up in here. That's what oh, Nelly said. Lord. That's what Nelly said. It's getting. You know, hot I didn't in hear here. you. You're probably talking smack right now. I know you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
So we used to teach these things in schools, swimming, guns, etc. Go tell a nine-year-old today how to use a fire extinguisher. Well, probably they don't even know how to carry a fire extinguisher because it's too heavy for them. Do they even know the acronym for the fire extinguisher? <laughs> no. Probably. Kids have so much education in their hands and know nothing. LOL. Uh, again, sometimes education doesn't really have to be in the school. It has to be at home. You know, getting parenting and knowing the norms and knowing what's right and wrong and, and stuff like that, taking the time to communicate with their children. And even myself with children, you know, I'm still improving. You know, there's no there's no perfect parent and stuff like that, you know, but you're always on top of things. You're always ahead of things. And uh, and again, I mean, I can't speak for for that parent or whatever, because, again, maybe she did hide it or whatever it is and unknowingly that the child knew where she keeps the weapon you know what i mean because kids run around the house around the home you know and then all of a sudden he's gonna just take it you know we don't we don't know the whole entire truth and i don't want to put blame but at the end of the day if that is the register and it's legally registered you know you have a responsibility that means you did not secure the weapon and you should be charged for negligence i'm sorry and it is what it is. If I in the army, you know that if we lose the weapon, and that's You're our ass. You know what I mean? So that's an automatic punitive action and everything else. No, man. It just again, that's that's a responsibility. And you know that when you went to get yourself a permit, you knew when you were purchasing a gun, they always remind you all that stuff, you know. So I, I don't really have any sympathy on that when it comes to gun owners because you should know the you should know right that's all it is but i just feel sorry for that kid and for that teacher and everyone else that was a witness to the shooting yeah yep. definitely definitely that's not always good but hey guys i do want to tell you thank you for coming on the show uh went better than what i expected Oh man, we got your back, you know, man. We got you, bro. We got you. Oh man, you see, I mean, we could continue talking if you want. You just we could continue it. talking. I Let's mean, talk about your Dolphins. They're gonna we lose. Can talk again. about Andre the Giant. I mean, we yeah, can talk about your favorite, you your favorite is, superstar, Andre the your Giant. Show. This is your it's show. Your show. You're speaking the real, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are bad, bad, bad. So I think. Did I have anything else? So I think we had. Oh, we got plenty. Oh yeah, what do we got? <laughs> What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? No, but nah, man, this is your show, man. You're running the show. You're doing a fabulous job. I'm proud of you. I mean, look, you you come a long way. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. Speaking of real, like oh, this is your show. Um, I'm glad that I was able to give you your first introduction, the video clip. Um, yes. it's been what two years now that you've had this show. Uh, this is the th I'm going on the third year right now. Congratulations. Yeah. I remember you started. And the funny part is, those of you that don't know, uh, Frank, Hector, and myself, we all known each other from the military for over 20 years. I started the podcasting in 2019. And when I started my wrestling podcast, the first two people in mind was I got to get Hector and Frank because I know they watch WWE. And when and I, I started the show, we was in the studio. You was in the and studio. And I was, well, was in the studio because I had other other crews. You know, I had other. And I used to have Hector and Frank call in 
<laughs> we were calling and then like- they'll be part of the show because they were like my my uh analytics my uh you know and my analysts you know stuff like that like th- their opinions really matter made sense to these storylines then the pandemic fall. hit <laughs> when the pandemic hit it was like uh-oh what are we gonna do and then with my team with cmg sports well back then was clovercrest media i discovered Streamyard, and you know trying to get all the information it's like dude this has got to be the best part now my original team that i had gone right uh because then one they didn't have patience they you know they want to be already up here already and i was like you know what it's okay got my hector got frank and then the rest fell in place you know, and to see you have that urge and desire to start your own show, you know, this is pretty, and you're right, three, you're going on three years, I forgot, 2020, and uh, you're yeah. doing a fabulous job. Thanks. I laughed my ass off on your first episode because the fact that I, I did the same thing. You know, we don't know what we're doing. We just go in there, we start talking, we forget how to do an introduction, we forget do this, do that, and no schooling whatsoever for the both of you. And yeah, y'all run it like y'all a bunch of veterans, just <laughs> just doing it up. So congratulations to you both. Thank you. Well, definitely love- to you, Frank, because you know I, you know, we joke around a lot, you know, and stuff on a on a wrestling podcast. But I gotta tell you right here live that I like. I love listening to you on this show because you are so knowledgeable about your current events, you know, things that I don't even think about, you know, keeping up with. And, you know, it just keeps, you keep me informed when, when you come on with this and I like it, I really do. And I really do appreciate you. You know, I know we all could be a dunted on sometimes, but that's between us, <laughs> you know, that's just between us when we do our funny things, but seriously, you are so knowledgeable on what you talk about. And I like listening to you a lot. Thanks. I will tell you this. It's obviously I I have Carlos uh, was Carlos was the the pushing force of the of the show in the sense of him and I just not agreeing, you know, on our topics. And he was like, "Wait a minute, you do you do podcasts?" I was like, "Yeah, I do a wrestling podcast. I've been thinking of doing my own because I think before I even started." I was already talking to Ovi about trying to do one, but I was I wasn't real clear what direction I wanted to go. And then when Carlos and I spoke, it was like, "Hey, Ovi, this is what I want to do. Where mm-hmm. do I go starting it? I don't know what name I'm gonna put or how I'm gonna do it, but I gotta do it." And funny enough, the, I it just hit me that today marks. I believe exactly three years that I started because we're January 11th and I started, I I believe it was January 10th. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look for it right now, but I think that's when it was. But, you know, going back to that, it was Carlos and I were just back and forth, back and forth. And I remember here we go. I I had spoke to Obi. I'm like, hey, this is what I do. And I came up with the name instantly. And And I don't even know if I had much of an intro. Or what he I didn't. Had. You didn't have an intro. I didn't have. I had to do you. I I told you from the get go. I'm gonna build you one, and then whatever you come up after that, that's I knew. But you needed something. You needed that attraction. I'm like, I can't let my boy like this, man. And no, you know how yeah. I am. I'm like, I change in underwears like I change intros. You know. Damn. No, definitely. No, <laughs> you know, you guys know. Every time I had an introduction, look, 
next season i got a brand new one check this out <laughs> i remember it was so ridiculous having my logo spin and then the fire and and blah, blah, blah. i was like man get out of here if, hey, if y'all would have seen somewhere. my original i had soldiers marching and everything else and then somebody told me it was like uh this is a wrestling podcast why you got soldiers <laughs> so like damn it i gotta take it out take yeah. it down man you gotta but, start somewhere so yeah yeah oh, no, it gets better from there I'm going to tell you that I think this does mark three years because, you see, I went far back into my notes of my shows and go 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 look how, how I did it is the first whole year, I didn't put any dates until the... But you got timestamps when you upload a video or when you go live. There's no, yeah, dates. I, yeah, yeah, I just have to go back into... into the now, history. do you have your own YouTube channel or you just use Facebook? No, I, I have YouTube also. Okay. So on YouTube, will be there. Speaking it real? Yeah. You should know. You follow it, don't you? Uh, Yeah. Somehow I can't see the see it where it is. He says, I oh, I got too many accounts, man. Hold on for a second. There we go. I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, when you say about, it should tell you the date. Yeah, I know. We're still speaking it real. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I gotta scroll out. We're holding on. Hold on, hold on, hold on you to got, your seat. You gotta, you gotta scroll or you gotta squirrel. Do the squirrel. Let me see. Let me see you squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a song. Those of you that don't know, in the, in the mid nineties, let me you see know, you squirrel. <laughs> I don't think I had my first show on YouTube. I don't remember. So right now it said in YouTube you was there and joined in January eleventh, two thousand twenty-one. That is two years ago. Right. Absolutely. Now you could have done it on Facebook first. That's why they look at Facebook. That you did that one first, um, and then you had opened up your YouTube channel. No, no. So. You know what? So yeah, no, no. I'm good because January twenty-first. I mean, twenty twenty-one, one year. Twenty twenty-two, second year. This is the. 2023 to so you're on two years yeah no i'm going on my third now well, you this just completed year two years yeah I year three did. for you yeah right it's year three you didn't complete the year three yet but you're on year three i'm on year three that's and right funny enough exactly a year <laughs> today exactly. happy exactly birthday yep happy birthday speaking happy of birthday real. to speaking of real Woo-hoo. brought to you by cmg sports podcast network <laughs> <laughs> But like I said, I for me to do a show, and I know Carlos has had a lot of stuff going on and stuff, so it's been hard to to connect with him. Mm-hmm. And as him and I were the first show we we're doing the show, I was like, all right, let me venture off on my own. You know, just just me. And it was going good. And then I'm not sure what happened. I stopped doing my own shows. Mm. It was just with him. With him. And then mm. every time I'm like, all right, I, I want to get back into it. I want to do my show. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it, and it's just one thing after another leads. And I'm like, I don't want to do a show by myself. I don't it's like kind of hard when you do it by yourself. It is hard. It, but you can hard. also do short clips and stuff like that on your own. It is. Mm-hmm. It is, by the way, uh, January second, I think, was when I uh, I was supposed to go to Connecticut because mm. I see a I see a video clip me 
of me having a drink here. And I think that was the the rough well, time. We don't want to talk about your drinks. <laughs> because no, we're not gonna do that, because <laughs> all of a sudden, when somebody's drinking, I'm being missed a lot. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hey, being. Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something, though. <laughs> that night has become very infamous. Yeah, around my sure it is. I'm glad he said infamous and not intimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's become a bad part is that I still got video footage of him because we went live. It was a post reaction on a pay per view event. And uh, he still kept asking for Hector. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, bro. And I was like, he had a lot to drink. But it's okay. It's okay. I drank a whole bar. He had a lot of fun that night. That's all I, forgot, I forgot which pay-per-view it was. I'm going to have to like back, go, go back to the library, you know, get, find, find that video. It was in the summer at some point. It was a sure. summer one. Yep. Was it summer summer summertime. summertime. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It was 80 degrees. <laughs> oh man, no guys. No. All right, Frank. New year, new you. I got you, baby. I know. No, I, I, I don't do that new year. No. Not right now, right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what your thing says. Year three, well, show yeah. one. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show new one year, new, year. new year, new you. Question, is it? Is it was it a new year, a new a new you, or is it the same you? It's a new year. You're the same person. You're just more knowledgeable. Maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> pipe bomb. Yeah, pipe bomb. It is. So, are you really? So, this show, are you gonna talk more about politics? I think every now and then we'll hit politics, but mm. the show's been mainly a lot more of social issues. You know, what's going on in your mind, mental? You know, you know what's going on in my mind? What? Is that if you're trying to win a position, yet nobody wants you to be there, but you keep trying to influence others to like vote for you to be in that position, but people still can't stand you, and yet you still win, there's a problem. Well, that's why I voted for Pedro. <laughs> voted for Pedro. <laughs> he, he, I ain't Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> so um, this McCarthy fella that is the house speaker of the house, like oh, had. Uh, oh, the shit show. Yeah. Like how, how you spend like three or four days and not finding who's going to be the speaker. And yeah, it's, it's, it's still the same guy. You know, and um, and I'm like, well, you have to like lower yourself to get elected in. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a real problem. Well, you know, and thankfully enough that we lived on checks and balances. So like anything that happened in the House, you know, goes to the Senate and then vice versa. So like there's going to be a lot of stonewalling when it comes to passing bills, which is really sad because when the situation arises like that, the people that work in the government is uh, the one suffering because when you have, um, and that's happened to me a couple of times where they shut down the, the government, right? And those shutdowns, people that work in government, they don't get paid, you know? <laughs> and we're the one that suffers, but the politicians still get paid. Ain't that some shit? 
that's garbage. And then I remember one time when I was serving, I didn't get a paycheck for that whole entire month. I got my back paid later down the road, but they were getting paid. And then they got a pay raise when they figured it out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You get a pay raise. And yeah, you couldn't get the job done. You got to, you know, everything's closed and now everything reopens and you got a pay raise. It just didn't make no sense. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Not only do <clears throat> they get paid, they get a raise. Exactly, yeah. Lewis. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man. And I think this is what's going to happen in the next couple of years. You know, so the house yeah. gets voted in every two years. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, man. But is I it just it feel rich like get richer and the poor gets poorer. Yeah, exactly. That's what still, it is. Still the same mantra, right? And the middle class still helps out the poor. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's been like that since this country's been established. But you could take it back even further because the reason why we took this land is because they wanted more opportunities. Right. There's a song in that. This land yeah. is my land. land. This, this land is your land. From- <laughs> I just felt like doing that to him. I, I've never been able to do that to him. See, this is your show, so you could do that. Yeah. That's a motherfucker, isn't but it? I didn't start it. <laughs> that guy did. Hey, Frank, <laughs> he's starting a new thing, This a new trend this year. Everything we say turns into a song all of a sudden. Hey, man. It's remix. <laughs> so we're going to go to HHW show, The Musical. Speaking the mu- of real, hey, the musical. There you go. We could do this. Karaoke? No? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't do karaoke. Oh, yeah, you do. Get that bottle, you will. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that dude will speak proper English. <laughs> I'm, there's there's I'm, no I'm, accent. You can't even tell he was Cuban. <laughs> I'll be singing a song for Hector probably. Where's Hector? Hector! Oh my gosh. Oh man. But yeah. Damn, it's been a while. That's what she said. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Oh man. Hey, so one more one more thing before I let you go. Uh-huh. Before we, we leave, all right, let, can, can we talk about a little bit about baseball? Do you agree with contracts over $300 million for players to play for 10, 15 years? I mean, for real. I mean, you're an athlete, a young, you're 20-something years old. How could you maintain? Not everybody could be an NFL Tom Brady. Right. Okay. Um, and then you got a guy like Correa who is – was supposed to get a contract for the Giants. Didn't work out. The Mets grabbed that contract. Then that didn't work out because of his physical. And now there are reports that he's going back to the Minnesota Twins. Crazy how does that sound? But, you know, you, you, you were once a player when you were 25. You got a contract 10, 12 years later, you know, getting paid 30, over $30 million a year. You're just not going to be the same person. You think that, I mean, that's in my opinion. You think that it's worth putting out a contract like that or should be contracts be shorter? This, oh, number one, the contract needs to be shorter. 
Because I think when you put a contract out for 10 years, yeah, you know what? It's only going to benefit the player. Because it's not going to benefit the ball club. Because let's say within three years, the ball club's like, I don't want this guy. This guy's stinking up the team right now. To get him off, to get him off your books, you got to trade him. Mm-hmm. And what happens if nobody wants him? Okay, you cut him. But guess what? You're still paying him. So who's it really benefiting? The player or the team? If I'm if I'm the owner of the team, I'm not gonna make a contract for 10 years. No, thank you. I'll give you a two, three year contract. After that, we could discuss something else. You want to discuss a, a four year? Okay, fine. Want to discuss another three years? Okay, fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Because when you make those long <clears throat> contracts, it's not beneficial for anybody. Because let's say the player just doesn't want to be with the team anymore. For the team, right. want to let him Get disgruntled, whatever. And I'm sure that's probably something that, that's been written in the contracts and stuff. But I'm reading this Correa guy. Um, 13 years, $350 million. Okay, three hundred and fifty, and the original was three hundred fifteen for twelve years. So mm-hmm. eventually, as of now, he passed the physical. But you talking about a guy that's always injured almost every year. His last couple of years with the Houston Astros, he's been hurt. Right, went to the Twins, didn't have a full season with the Twins, and he opted out his contract just to see if he could get richer. You know, the Giants could have used him, but they questioned about his his physical. Uh, his physical, the Mets questioned him. And I'm saying to myself, if all these teams are questioning his health, I don't think I want to, you know, sacrifice all that money. I could spend that money somewhere else. So I think, I, in my opinion, I think that's a bad investment, especially a team that doesn't even win any championships since the 90s, you know, and they want to sign him. So that, that that's just another story. But uh, I would like to throw that out there. No, I agree because you don't even see the military doing that. Oh, I'm going to enlist for 13 years. Hmm. Mm. No, if I'm it's, not it's mistaken, all short term. Right. Yeah, they'll find a way to kick you out so they get that money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's true. But, but I'll tell you what they 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 keep it realistic. Okay, because they, they they're giving you an option. Hey, look, in four years, if you no longer want to be here, you don't have to be here. Right or in four years, if we don't want you here anymore, get out. Mm. You know, hey, I'm not going to re up you because you're a shit bad. Yeah, because then you are. Who's to say you be in a situation where you like paying Barry, uh, Bobby Bonilla for the rest of your life, or another team picking up the bill like Alex Rodriguez? You know, it's like I'm glad you mentioned that because somebody else just pulled a Bobby Bonilla <clears throat> contract. And I forgot which team it is, but this guy's gonna get paid for the next thirty to forty years, for one million dollars. I owe you that answer later, but uh, that seems like the best way to handle your life, man. You know, you so. spend a million, you know, you're gonna gain a million. Yeah. Well, look, just simple, man. In the NFL, right? You let go of a coach that's still in the contract. Guess what? You're paying him. 
Okay. Right, that's and another thing. And yeah. it happens, <laughs> but it happens in baseball too, though. When you let go of the manager and he's still in the contract, he can sit down for two years because he's still gonna get paid. And then if he goes ahead and he gets another job, guess what? And that's what happened in college football this year. Uh, The coach from Nebraska gets fired, um, and then they have to pay him nearly $14 million just to get fired, all right? So he's getting paid more than what he was when he was coaching. So Wisconsin's is the same thing. They fired their head coach. They got Fickle from Cincinnati to go over there. But once you fire these coaches, man, they're making more money. And and that's a big problem, man, because you're saying, like, look, you could mess up to get more money. That's bottom line. Man, that's, and it's sad, man. It's sad. Instead of being accountable, right, you get richer. So that's the life. But, uh, yeah. hey, Frank, I, th- I thank you, man. I thank you for, for letting us be on your show, bro. This is awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Buddy. I appreciate whenever, it. Whenever you want, you can come knocking on the door. Just say, knock, knock, knock. Let me in. Yeah, yeah. Come on yeah. in and we'll do whatever you want. doesn't matter. I mean. I'll pull a WWE Bray Wyatt. Let me in. That you could do. Yeah. That you could do. But, hey, look, the one thing that we're going to always do, whether it's Ovi, whether it's Hector, whether it's me, whoever wants to be on this show, we're always going to bring it to you. Doesn't matter what it is, we're always going to know what we're talking about and we're going to be speaking it real. Catch you guys next week. Deuce. I lost my closing. <laughs> is that I how you end my... show, bro? No, I just lost it. But you know what? Here we go. See you guys next week. Thank you for watching. Speaking with you is brought to you by Clovercrest Media. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. See you next week.